Hey, everyone. We're about to talk about episode five of Atlanta. But first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what's going on at the rest of The Ringer. And specifically, I'd like to tell you about all our Billions content. If you are a follower of this feed, you have noticed that we have launched a second recapable show. It is on Billions. It is hosted by Bill Simmons and Mallory Rubin, two of the greatest financial minds that I know. And they have new episodes after every episode of Billions, which airs on Sunday nights. We are also writing about Billions a lot on The Ringer. So check that out. Check your stocks. uh, And please read and listen with us. And now we will talk about episode five of Atlanta. Hello, and welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, culture editor of The Ringer. Today, I am joined by Chris Ryan. I wish I had hair to cut. That's a, That was my big takeaway today. <laughs> and Justin Charity. I have too much hair to cut. Yeah, it's, you really are. The beard is quite something right now, <laughs> oh, I gotta man. tell you. Yes. And we are here to talk about episode five of Atlanta called Barbershop. So what do you think we're doing today? The usual... Baby. All right, man. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did you see the news last night? Them sandwiches from Atlanta that went into that T-Mobile store, drove their car in there, got away about 100 phones. Yeah, man, it's crazy out here. I mean, it's, it's that time of year, though, I guess. Yeah, crazy. Hey, yo, and that reminds me, listen, if you know somebody that needs an iPhone, tell them holler at me if they were T-Mobile. I got the hook up for the low. Got you, man. I appreciate All right. That. So what we doing now? Like I said, man, the usual. All right, the usual, damn. One sentence summary of this episode, uh, Alfred needs a haircut. And then things go awry. It's another Brian Tyree Henry bottle episode, which is um, like Christmas Day for me. Uh, Seems pretty likely that this will be submitted for his uh, Emmy reel. Yes. And it also introduces us to a man named Bibby. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, could you tell us a little bit about Bibby? Uh, he's played by a stand-up comedian named Robert Powell III, and he is irritating as hell. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is irritating in a way that it, yeah. I actually, I was like, this is pretty funny, but like, yeah. I'm getting annoyed by this right. guy. Yeah. So we do awards on the show. Our first award is going to be best scene. And my best scene is the cold open, which is just all Brian Tyree Henry being annoyed as hell at yeah. Bibby. And like all of the reaction shots of him just like, please get off your Bluetooth, et cetera. I I have related to those more than anything on the show. Yeah, I the 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 moment where he is uh, both having he's having multiple conversations yeah. at once through the Bluetooth, and Brian thinks he's or, you know Paperboy thinks he's talking to him, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like, "What's that man? What's that? What's that man?" And it was just I I really deeply loved that. Part. He really does exasperation better than anyone else on television. <laughs> and exasperation is an emotion that means a lot to me. Yes, yeah. Um, Chris, your best scene. Oh, my best scene by far is the revelation when he thinks he's going to get food finally, and they arrive <laughs> at, at a under construction suburban development, <laughs> and he's just like, "This is not a Zaxby's." That was definitely like that. That that that's when the day is just like now we've bottomed out because I thought for a second like a. a a layer of humanity was going to appear right. in Bibby, and yeah. then he was going to be like, "I know this has been tough. Let's yeah. get a let's get a bite to eat. Yeah. I'll hook you up." And it's just that's not what happened. They have to 
they have to rob the beige woman of her lumber. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of high notes in that. In addition to the Zaxby's reference, the part when they actually do go to pick up the lumber yeah. and then Bibby tries to only pick up three <laughs> like, yeah. and Al starts screaming at him, pick up, you better pick up five, use your back. Very great stuff. Uh, Justin, your best scene. My favorite scene is the one toward it's like toward the very end of the episode where Paperboy finally tries to emancipate himself from the tyranny of Bibby. And he just goes, he walks back into the shop and he just eyes another barber and he's like, you, anybody but Bibby, you, I'll sit in your chair. And he sits in the chair and the barber asks him what kind of cut he wants. Does he want a two? Does he want a three? What length? And it's like Paperboy just realizes that he has no idea how to verbalize the haircut he wants and that he ha- he's dependent on Bibby. He cannot leave Bibby. He doesn't know how to survive and get a haircut without Bibby's guidance. Bibby's gesture where he's like, be still my heart when he sits down <laughs> is, is priceless. I will say, I just remembered one scene I forgot. My honorable mention would be when Al has to go with Bibby to Bibby's girlfriend's home. Yes. And then somehow it's in, and he's still wearing the cape from the barbershop, which also Brian Tyree Henry really uses that physical comedy. Yes. And at some point he's introduced as a magician because he's wearing the cape. And then Brian Tyree Henry like just waves the cape. Yeah. He like angrily. It, yeah. It's, it's great. It's really yeah. great stuff. All right. So our next award is best or worst hustle. And if there is like an underlying theme besides um, Alfred needs a haircut. It is that idea of like people keep trying on this show mm-hmm. and uh, with varying degrees of success. And uh, Bibby is is certainly trying a, a lot of things. Uh, Justin, I've always I've always been mystified by barbers. They have the ultimate hustle. They are always. <laughs> I mean, the the whole thing about they're always on the phone talking to three different people. That's a real thing, and it seems to be rooted in the fact that barbers. It's hard to get by in the world as a barber. It seems like a hustle that I, I don't know how the people, the honorable people who do that job, make it add up. Because the hours seem unpredictable. People just you got walk-ins all the time. I don't know. That's the that's the real hustle. That's it's the hustle a, that's kept me looking fresh my whole life, Amanda. Yeah, it's not a reliable schedule. Yeah. I would ask, are we calling Bibby honorable in this particular context? <laughs> okay, he's a me. Okay, you're right. He's not exactly Sir he, Lancelot. He's a, he's a corrupt. <laughs> he's corrupted the profession in, sure. in some ways. Chris, I would say my favorite hustle was definitely the street team. Uh, the yeah, street team great. poster <laughs> poster squad. Uh, as a child of music criticism in the early aughts and s- someone who spent a fair amount of time in the offices of Def Jam and, and other record labels during the heyday before streaming music uh, crippled everybody. Man, street teams were really important. I never personally <laughs> saw the value of wrapping a van or making sure a post, like there were a thousand Papoose posters on yeah. First <laughs> Avenue. But... The, you know, I remember talking to Papoose once and him just actually stopping the interview to check out on the progress of of how many vans had been wrapped, you know, mm-hmm. with with, with sure. like his face. Yeah. And we're driving around New York City to alert people of his new tape. And it was like, I was like, God, you know, if you're really betting it all on, on van wrapping, 
we have to have a longer conversation about your career plan. But that really took me back, and I really liked the fact that the margin that they were talking about was $35. Yes. Um, yeah. We which, when you divided it up, even if he only paid that his kid, like, $4, we're talking about a $31 profit, and his— disappointment where he starts going through the number of posters that were left and he's like oh man (laughs) (laughs) I really 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 that was not what I thought he was thinking when he saw those kids sitting outside that like abandoned diner it also sets up a great running joke about how Al gets to mentor some kids and (laughs) which which they call back in Justin's favorite scene I'm gonna go with the let me get you some let me take you to eat. Yeah. And then let me give you my leftover Zaxby's, which is literally just like three chicken tenders in a takeout box. Can you explain to the Yankee and me oh, what yeah. Zaxby's yeah, is? Sure. Oh, neither of you guys have Zaxby's. No. Oh, no. It's, a, it's just a chicken fast food restaurant. It They have... Wings, but also chicken tenders, sandwich. It's chicken forward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Same. I identify as chicken forward. And I, just, and I just have memories from growing up at, of Zaxby's commercials. And so it was It was a very instant locating it in a place reference for me. Yeah. Which was, which was exciting. And, and then also. And the is container. Zaxby's like quality enough that it would perk Alfred up? Because it seems like he's just like, wow, you saved the day with the Zaxby's. Right. They have that great exchange where Bibby's like, do you do you like Zaxby's? And you think Al's going to be mad again. And he's like, don't be rude. I love Zaxby's. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Zaxby's is good. Yes. Yes. It's exciting. I can't can't wait to try it. Most Southern specific fast food restaurants are great and you should check them out. Did you have Morrison's in Atlanta? Is that was that like a cafeteria? Yes, we did. Yeah, I I used to go to Morrison's when I go to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get to our next award, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Audible. Audiobooks are great for helping you be a better you, whether you want to feel healthier, get motivated, or learn something new. And with an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more, Audible has all the audio content you need to start your year on the right foot. You can try books like Pachinko by Men Jin Lee, which is a book that I highly recommend. Another book I recommend is The Vanity Fair Diaries by former Vanity Fair editor Tina Brown, and that one is narrated by Tina Brown herself. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, or at home on an Amazon Echo, you can get through tons of books while doing almost anything. And Audible even lets you switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Start a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free. So go to audible.com slash recapables, or you can text recapables to 500-500. That's audible.com slash recapables, or text recapables to 500-500 for a 30-day trial and a free first audiobook. Okay, final category. MVP. This one is quite obvious. Yeah. Anyone? Robert Powell. Yeah. Robert Powell. A.K.A. Bibby. A.K.A. Bibby. This is a really, this is one of the top guest turns on the show, you have to say. Yeah. Also, just the genius of this show and also the the swagger that they're kind of operating at where they're just like, mm-hmm. yep, season two, mid-season, you know what we're going to do? Give the whole episode to a guy yeah. you've never heard of. And also, you know, I, I, I'm very curious to know, Stephanie Robinson wrote the script. I'm kind of curious to know how much of Bibby's stuff was scripted out. Yes. Or if they were just like, turn the camera on and let this guy do yeah. a bit. But uh, it was I've, 
it was really impressive. I feel like it had to be script. I, okay, so I've watched Robert Powell stand up. Not, not great. <laughs> like Robert Powell is a much worse stand up than Cat Williams, for instance. But mm-hmm. yeah, for like he really does just all of the beats of the episode. Yeah, and his weird energy, like. If, you know, talking about how his character is sort of irritating and off-putting, that's sort of the best way to structure a character for that comedian. Because his com- his comedy, his stand-up comedy is actually kind of grating in a way <laughs> and off-putting. Yeah. But it just, it works when you put it in the body of a character whose whole goal is to solicit all of those aggrieved shots from paper. Porn. Every detail right. about that character from his hat to the fact that he drove a pickup truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. even the... Uh, the the like that, that ala- hat, though. <laughs> the elaborate way in which he would have to like set up what was essentially like two pieces of equipment, but it seemed like every time he plugged in, it took like yeah. ten minutes for him to get totally. his whole setup right. And they actually did very loving shots of his tools, which I yeah, really I mean, appreciated. They were like, yes. "This is an art," yes. and that was really kind of the only serious note. But yeah, yeah. I mean, this this season has been kind of funny. I don't know, just to talk briefly yeah, about a brief big, big picture is like. I think that there is, you know, a, a light desire on on the part of some people to be like, when is when is Atlanta starting? You know, like when yeah. is the mm-hmm. sort of major plot line or the narrative of this season right. going to start? And instead, it it is more of a collection of short stories that all kind of circle the same yeah. theme of of hustling and and trying to get on and trying to get and getting pushed off and yeah. trying to feel like you know you, we've talked you guys have talked before in recapables about like when is Earn going to get his win his win and his win and it's right. just like seems like maybe never but yeah he doesn't, or, he doesn't deserve it but yeah. it's an ingenious way to kind of every week people people are enamored with this show but it actually has been I feel like it's been kind of like. A different kind of season than what we're used to seeing on a lot of television mm-hmm. right now. Totally. Where it feels like more like these snapshots than... Yeah, absolutely. They're building a world. And I will say, after last week's episode, which uh, anyone who listens to the Recapables will know, affected me deeply yeah. and emotionally. I, I appreciated that this was just, this was funny. And yeah. it had a larger theme, but I was laughing through much of it. Much of it. it was a much lighter tone. And it did seem there was a design in that. They were like, okay... Last week was really heavy. Now we're going to do something weird. They're creating like a larger universe. Yeah. And it's just fun to be in. I mean, I think for me, that's the joy of the show and always has been to an extent. You just want to spend time. And it's such a great like um, winter. It's a really good winter show. It it feels very like, you know, this slate gray sky and like the where they're driving and they're driving around all these industrial like abandoned industrial areas that are getting built up. Mm -hmm. I, I really thought like it had such a great sense of place. All right. That's it for this week. Congratulations to Brian Tyree Henry on his yeah. Emmy. <laughs> Voted on by me and me alone. Thank you so much, Chris Ryan, Justin Charity. And we yes. will be back next week with another episode. we go, I want to tell you about our new Ringer store. The Ringer has new merchandise. We have a new storefront for it too. You can go to the site and order it right now. I will tell you in my own life, I already have jealous friends and family who are emailing me asking for this stuff. We've got hoodies. We've got hats. There is an exclusive Shea Serrano disrespectful dunk t-shirt. They used to only be available to Ringer staffers, but now we are letting you guys get first dibs. So to get this very cool merch, go to the ringer.com slash shop to pre-order now. 
They're all limited edition. They won't last forever. The hats are particularly popular. So if you want a piece of this, you can go to theringer.com slash shop, uh, which you can also find a link to in our podcast description. Go buy some merch. One last note, our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com. 